You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming up on West of Broadway, we sit down with Lara to talk about her experience at the Pantages seeing the national tour of Phantom of the Opera. Then we discuss a Sherlock Holmes-inspired play at the Geffen. And finally, we sit down with Joseph Carella, who has a new Broadway-inspired fitness workout. Welcome to West of Broadway, a celebration of musical theater and musical theater-inspired workouts here in Los Angeles. I'm so excited to talk to Joseph, our radio host and theater enthusiast, Lara Scott, along with theater veteran and celebrity publicist, Will Armstrong. And before we, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about, Will. Before we just jump into it, we got a little bit of Broadway buzz, some theater buzz. Absolutely. There's a spectacular showcase of Chinese musical culture called Enchanting China. It's an orchestral extravaganza and it's one night only in Los Angeles June 21st at the renowned Dolby Theater well Will I would like to let you know what I thought of Phantom of the Opera because I missed that (laughs) oh you know I ended up taking my son who is nine and this is a funny thing he's heard the soundtrack for years because I'm the mom that plays show tunes in the car and he knows all the music you know he can identify the songs he was excited to go he he did hide behind his hands a little bit and at one point he said mom I think I might need to sleep in the bed with you and dad tonight so it reminded me that he's still really little. Mm-hmm. So they're they're singing prima donna, right? And Which all of a sudden, favorite right. part. Oh, I know. I love you. Love that scene. And everybody's got letters, and they're all mm-hmm. singing, and they're in the office. So my son leans over to me, and he goes, "Mom, my tooth just came out." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like what? Like I'm so into the show. It's like, wait, did he just hand me a tooth? So he handed me his tooth. He goes, it kind of hurts a little. So I said, here, bite on this. And I handed right. him my scarf that I had. Right. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I zipped the tooth into a side pocket. It's not still in there, Will. I'm pointing at it, but the tooth is not in there. <laughs> and uh, we just continued on with the rest of the show. But it was certainly memorable. And at intermission, he was telling everyone around him, like, look, I lost my tooth and, and making friends. Good for him for not freaking out. Because was there like... So it was it was time for that tooth to come out. It just came out naturally. There wasn't blood and stuff like uh, that. Well, there may have a been a little. Bit. Yeah, but, but nothing. Yeah, yeah just well, on my scarf. That's all. I mean, I, as a, is he nine? He's nine. As a nine-year-old, I was a bit of a drama queen, still am. <laughs> and so I would have I been a third act of, of Phantom of the Opera had that happened to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> the tooth coming out. <laughs> like in My Girl when she's like, I'm hemorrhaging. That would have been me. But yeah. He was cool, though. He was cool. And he definitely wanted to stay and see what would happen. So I would say, you know, nine is a good age as far mm-hmm. as kids. If you're wondering, is it appropriate for kids? I mean, there's nothing. Well, I mean, you know, he does hang somebody in the play. Yeah. Uh, so there are some scary moments. And just this music. This orchestra played the hell out of that score. We've said that about a few other shows, but that organ kicked in, Will, and I think the building was shaking. And the way that they illuminate the chandelier, I swear it's bigger. Maybe it just looks bigger. Usually things look smaller as you get older. Uh, Just as gorgeous as I remembered. It it felt like they updated the costumes and the sets. Everything was just very lush. Like Even the wallpaper in the background looked like it was velvet. I mean, no expense spared. Sets moving around. You know when? Phantom and Christine go down to his lair, the steps would come out just before they stepped on them as it was rotating around to be like kind of the the, (laughs) the back of where the opera house was. And they went down, they got in the boat, they, they sail across the stage. Perfection, absolute perfection. And you know how you talk to everybody around you? Mm-hmm. I made friends with the people in front of me, and the the gal, she was so sweet. She works on sets on This Is Us. I said, hey, oh, what have you worked on? She goes, oh, This Is Just Us. Just a little show like, on NBC. I was like, ah. She goes, that's the name one. And she's done a bunch of other things, too. She was so sweet, and she Amazing. was commenting on the beauty of these sets. Well, it's sta- stairs that... Okay, so I was on Broadway in 42nd Street, and there at the very... In the grand finale... We come, there's this wall, and we come through the back at the top, and as we're marching, the stairs jut out, and there were nights that the stairs didn't come no. out. No! And we have, and we have like, no. an army of dancers behind us, so we have to, like, stop, and then back up, go back down the side, and then run, like, I mean, live theater folks. Like, yeah, you, you just keep going. You've got to be ready for you know, anything. You and I are so similar, because I had that thought, like, what if a stair doesn't come out? Yeah. I, you know, hopefully everybody's going to be okay, doesn't. but it was perfect. So this was on opening night a few weeks ago, and it is going to be at the Pantages through, let me scroll here on my computer. I know right after this, starting July 10th, it's going to be at Sagerstrom Center for the Arts in Costa Mesa. So it's going to be at Pantages in Hollywood through July 7th. Well worth going to see if it's been a while since you've seen it. If you just saw it recently, you don't want to miss this production. And I will tell you why. Derek Davis, who plays the Phantom, you know, there's there's Michael Crawford. Mm -hmm. Derek Davis is a very close second. And I've seen this play multiple times. He is phenomenal. When he came on that stage... The entire audience swooned, first of all. He has such presence. He was so commanding. He was so good that I was almost like, well, why is she even looking at Raul? Hello. He's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I mean, and to be gorgeous on top of phantom makeup and like all the scar and stuff like that. I mean, that that machismo and that charisma is like, that's what makes the show believable that she does fall in love with him because he's, you know, and their love of music. But also it helps if he's hot. And his voice, when you would you would hear him go to take that breath, and we all know the notes that are coming. If you've listened to the soundtrack, it's like, here it comes. He nailed everything. But he also played the part with such vulnerabil- uh, vulnerability mm-hmm. that when I asked my son, you know, what was the message of the show? He said that we should treat everybody with kindness, even if they're different. Yeah. So for this big show, you know, to communicate that message to my little guy through the strength of his performance. Nice. And Eva, and her last name is either Tavares or Tavares, was so beautiful as Christine. Nice. She was, she was strong. 
Her voice was perfect. She had such great chemistry with him. That is not an easy role. Like no. oftentimes, especially I, like they cast two women to play it. So like there's a matinee Christine and then an evening show. Ooh, Christine. that'd be interesting to yeah. know. Yeah, how many shows that they're doing? Yeah. But she was just absolutely beautiful, and she um she commented on my Instagram. She oh. sent me a message after I I tagged them. So yay! And Derek did too. They were so so gracious, and I was great. just giddy. Um, but here's the here's the only thing that okay. was a little bit weird for me with this one. Mm-hmm. Now the guy playing Raul, also gorgeous, great, wonderful presence, beautiful voice, but the character, and this could have been just you know a choice they made that he made, or it could be a, a choice the production made. Raul was kind of an arrogant jerk in this one. You know, we kind of see him as the sweet puppy dog, and he's mm-hmm. sort of the counterpoint, sure. the counterpart to the Phantom. And we see why Christine is kind of torn. He was just kind of a jerk. And if you've seen Love Never Dies, I was just going to say that. And you see what happens with Raul in that show. For me, it was a shock. So I'm like, Raul is this, and what? What happened? So maybe so that's a logical progression. Maybe now. they're setting it up now mm-hmm. to go for a run on Broadway with Love Never Dies. So this was an absolutely beautiful show. I think it's going to be one of my favorite shows. Out of the entire year. I loved it, loved it. And I hope I'm going to get to go see it again. Well, I mean, it having a legacy that started back in like 1986 when it first opened on London's West End and has performed in countries all around the world for years and years and years, it has r- made billions, like five or six billion dollars. Like, yeah. it like, there's a cash cow. It's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Going into with that kind of a history and a legacy, it can be easy for people to feel like, oh, well, it was built up, or I, I thought it was going to be like this. But I, everybody that I was, okay, I was eavesdropping, mm-hmm. but everybody, every conversation that I heard, people just loved the oh, show and, and felt good. like it exceeded what they thought it was going to be, which was really, really awesome. Well, okay. So when I was in high school is when I first saw Phantom of the Opera, and I from Medway, Massachusetts, I was addicted to my soundtrack. And I knew it backwards and forwards before I ever saw the, the show. And it kind of ruined it for me because I loved the soundtrack so much when I saw it on tour in Boston. I, I So that's why when we saw Hamilton, I made a point to to not learn anything about it because I want that experience of and it's like just like that to to be exposed to the production for the very first time, all bells and whistles. And, and then... And then binge the um, soundtrack, but it's just like Phantom. I was just so in love with the soundtrack; it was so. I'm, my poor dad driving me to dance class every day, and then Christine's doing her her aria, and like he's right. like, "What the hell are we listening to?" <laughs> I was like, "You don't get it, Dad." He's a saint. He's but a thank saint. you, Dad, for driving. Will that's <laughs> exactly. amazing. Well, and then I just went to uh, Mysterious Circumstances. So dialing it back a little bit right. to a smaller show, not a musical. And this is at the Geffen Playhouse. Awesome. This is the world premiere. And it's so fascinating, Will. I did not look at the study guide okay. that they have on the website. My friend Patty that I went with, mm-hmm. Patty Onigan, she goes, oh, there's a study guide. I'm like, you need to tell me. And maybe all shows need study guides. But this one is based on an article that came out some years back. And it starts with the death of the world's number one Sherlock Holmes scholar, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle scholar. He's been murdered, maybe. We don't know what happened. So it starts with him sprawled on this rug and some of his friends trying to get into the apartment. And then we flash back to the events leading up to his death to try to figure out what happened. And Alan Tudyk, who well, is He's amazing. a famous actor, yes, and he does a lot of voices in, in Disney films. My favorite is the Duke of Weselton, mm-hmm. the Duke of Weaseltown, and he's like Weselton in Frozen. <laughs> So he plays dual roles. He plays Richard, who is the scholar, and then he also plays Sherlock Holmes because there are there are like three different 
stories going on. So you have present day with Richard the Scholar and his friends, and he's on the hunt for this box of papers that there's a rumor that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had like uh, other stories in right. there. Manuscripts and, and but there's also rumored that that box is cursed. Oh. So there's that. So that's really thrilling. And then we learn about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and his family life. So you have actor, and there's only like six or seven actors, but playing multiple characters. Right. So then we have the storyline with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle when he basically doesn't want, he doesn't want to write Sherlock anymore, and everybody thinks he's nuts. And then Sherlock Holmes and Watson, Sherlock played by Alan Tudyk, come to life, and they. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but we get to see Sherlock Holmes and Watson like, doing their thing, and they just hit all of the sort of the classic things that we associate. He's got the trench coat, you know. He's he's playing the violin. It's it's so fun. That is awesome. Yeah, but it's this is another one where it's very intense. They they use the stage so well, and it's a, a smaller, more intimate theater. But there's really intense music to the point where my heart was pounding, and I was really nervous. There were laugh out loud funny moments, and it's just a fascinating story as we try to gather the clues and we're looking for suspects and we're trying to solve this case. Mysterious Circumstances that is playing at the Geffen Playhouse in Westwood through July 14th. We are getting Joseph Carella on the phone right now. He is the creator of a new fitness workout called 567 Broadway and I can't wait to talk to him about it. Joseph, welcome to Western Broadway. Yay. Hey, Hello. Joseph. Thank you guys for having me. We are so excited to talk to you. By the way, Joseph, my chair keeps sinking lower and lower oh here in the studio. <laughs> I don't know if I sound a little weird. She's it's, getting further away from the mic. Like down on the ground. Hang on, let me stand up and move the mic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm standing up now, so we're all good. Well, we're so excited to talk to you. And before we get into this amazing workout that you have created, we would love to hear a little bit about your background in theater and choreography and everything that you've done leading up to this? Oh, my Lanta. So, oh, don't, um, don't leave anything I, out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do we have hours? No. Um, sure, it's a I, I am originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Nice. And I started dancing when I was seven. boy. And I'm so grateful I found dance at a young age because it really, it really saved me and it was really something that I've obviously carried with me for the rest of my life. And... I found musical theater uh, when I was in like sixth grade, and I will never forget seeing Phantom of the Opera, uh, the national tour of Phantom of the Opera uh, at the Gamage Auditorium. <laughs> and I, when that or- the overture started, like that for Phantom of the Opera, I like went crazy, and I was like, "This is it. This is what I have to do." Like yep. I know, you know, I know, this. and we all have those moments where you're like. The theater touches your heart, and that's the moment it did for me. And I was obsessed with musical theater from then on. And uh, I wound up moving to New York City uh, a little bit after I graduated high school. And um, my first Broadway show was All Shook Up. Awesome. Uh, with uh, That's I, with Jen Gambatis and uh, yeah. Cheyenne Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That was, that was such a was, fun show. Been, uh, it was it really was like being in the palace theater and I had been in New York just for seven months. Right. And I was so scared. Like I was, you know, I was still very new and it was really such a, such a great moment. And then I, I did the national tour of Greece, the Kathleen Marshall one, right. Uh, dance captain for that. And awesome. did the national tour of West side story. Uh, I wound up doing that with Alan Johnson. Uh, and that was really incredible to do West side with him. Sure. And since he was in, in the original company and yeah. And then, Long story long, uh, I wound up, uh, my husband's a Broadway performer as well. And so he was like in Wicked and Mary Poppins. 
And he decided he wanted to go to law school, which is great and amazing. Uh, and he wound up leaving Mary Poppins and decided this was the new step that he wanted to take. And we wound up, got accepted to a school out here in Los Angeles. And so we wound up making the move out to L.A., and uh, for him to go to school and, you know, obviously changed the course of everything. And that's when I got into choreographing more and teaching more. Um, and I wound up actually doing a musical in Vegas with Christine Hange, who did Rock of Ages. Uh, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I just really want to get into teaching and, and choreographing. And that's when I started 567 Broadway. And I, I created, I wanted to create a space that was for everyone. It's like musicals changed my life, and I know that it touches many people's lives. And uh, I wanted to create a fun way to work out for people. And broad. it's so funny because, like, when I first started this, and still people, but, like, they're like, oh, you dance to Broadway music? You work out to Broadway music? And you're like, I'm like, this is what I've done my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't, like, it's always, it, it makes me laugh that when it's, like, mind-blowing to people. But I'm like, this is, you know, this is what I need good music when I work out. And Broadway music is absolutely the best way to work out. And so, yeah, I wound up creating Five to Seven Broadway. And slowly but surely, this is years ago, uh, and I remember starting class with like two people. And I was like, I'm devoted. And I was like, I know that this is what I must do. And slowly but surely, it started really gaining um, a following of really incredible people. Well, that's for all levels. That's exactly that, what I was that's thinking. Special. Joseph, um, I think that you're a genius for this because you've created a product that attracts, I can guarantee you, it attracts the nicest, kindest, sweetest people. Like, you're not going to get an angry yeah. or mad or grumpy person <laughs> coming to your class. There's no way. Or they won't no. be after they do it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this, this is geared for yeah. happy people, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think that's what's been really incredible to see is that people feel, leave feeling um, lifted and excited and happy. And I get that a lot. Like, oh, Joseph, I was feeling so down and I came to class and I feel so much better. And they're like, I just want to sing these musicals or I want to go see theater. And that's, that's why I love 567 Broadway because it is, I'm, I believe in the arts, obviously. Mm -hmm. And this is not just a workout. It is really uh, the arts community, uh, music, the power of music. I think so many workouts uh, tend to forget uh, the power of music. Sure. Music transforms us. And, you know, again, yeah, there's a certain community within people that love Broadway music. And um, this community for sure attaches right, you know, instantly to the music and really goes with it. So really, it's been incredible. And that's when I then, after after years of teaching 567 Broadway, I decided to create the workout video. And that was a whole nother journey sure. of, of getting that together. And we started that a couple of years ago to put it together. And one of the first things we had to do was get uh, music rights for, because you know, Broadway music, you know, is, you got to have legal rights for that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, Frank, <laughs> but that's good that you um, married a lawyer. So. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And, he, uh, and it was funny because I, I learned, a, you know, just like with anything, it's, I, the one thing I've learned is like, it's just go for it and see what happens. It's like when I moved to New York City, I was scared out of my mind. I had no clue. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, so I had no clue what winters were until I moved to New York. And, you know, you just kind of go with the flow and you learn as you go. And the workout video is one of those. It felt like putting it together felt like New York all over again, honestly, uh, because it was so new. And so I had no clue what was what we were doing. And uh, doing the national tour of Greece, 
I had gotten to know uh, Jim Jacobs, the writer, mm-hmm. and one of the writers. And, um, you know, I, I, I was like, why don't I just message him to see if I can get music rights <laughs> for the workout video? And uh, I don't talk to Jim often at all, but I was like, I have his email, so let me just email him. And I emailed him, and then I got a one response, one like in sentence back, which was message my attorney. And I was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I'm going to message his attorney. And when I messaged, his attorney said, what songs do you want? And like kind of wanted a little more information. Sure. And then we wound up getting rights to We Go Together and Born to Hand Drive for that. So Perfect. we have more songs than that. But yeah, and I'm obsessed with Greece. Yeah. Even before doing the tour, Greece was like my jam. Well, uh, I, I grew up with it. And so your um, list of clientele is not, it, it runs the gambit. Like you have just regular people who are just fans of musical theater, but you also have celebrities that are down for <laughs> working out. Like I, I saw on social media that uh, you um, had the hand jive video with. Um, um, I'm, 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 Rebel. Rebel. Yeah, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Rebel Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rebel. Rebel. Oh so, my gosh. Reb, that was really cool. Rebel Wilson, and she gets it. Like, yeah, and she. It was. It was so much fun. Her. Uh, so being in Los Angeles, uh, her best friend Carly Steele takes class. She's taken class for years, and she wound up. Uh, it was going to be Rebel's birthday, and they wanted to do a surprise party. She wanted to set up a surprise birthday party, 567 Broadway birthday party for her. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, obviously. Um, and then we, yeah, we wound up having so much fun and it was a surprise with Rebel. And we wanted that first one, we wound up doing Cats because Rebel's in Cats. Mm-hmm. And exactly, uh, yes. we wound up doing Jellical Cats. Amazing. And uh, it was crazy. We put on costumes, but that's, that's what I do in the live class. So everything that was done there is kind of, it's what I do every day (laughs) yeah i wanted to ask are you recreating like are you teaching people the routines that we see in the show or is it a little bit of that and then some other things to to really give you good workout like how does that work yeah i really want uh, i i mean like if we do a chorus line we obviously can't do like the the original choreography for all levels Uh, but i really i i try to take some iconic moves and make it accessible for everyone but at the same time too challenge if someone wants a little more of a challenge they can you know do a little bit more and if they want to take out the jumps they can take out the jumps uh but i do want people my mission also is to make sure that people get their heart rate up uh and that they get a full body workout and that they leave sweaty i always remind you know i remind people that sweat is our is our glitter it's glitter it's not it's not disgusting oh, i remember that this summer i'm just glittering <laughs> in the sunshine not in new york city though when it's, humid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dry heat out here thank goodness well the, and this is so great joseph because i'm gonna guess people don't feel like they're working out like you're sort of tricking them into getting this great workout because they're having so much fun because how many of us have sat there in the theater watching that opening mm-hmm. scene of cats and going god i wish i could do that or maybe even try to do a high kick or learn how to do that. So what what a beautiful thing that you're doing, this gift that you're giving to people. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. And that's, that's exactly what, you know, even during class and like the, with the workout video, I really want people to feel like they're part of the show. I don't call the cat. The class is no longer a class. They're the cast. So I refer to everybody as a cast member. Uh, and then I always say when people, you know, cause it's, it's, people have their everyday lives and it can be really tough to want to come in and do your workout. But I remind them that eight shows a week is no joke and that they have to 
stay, you know, give the best they can because the audience needs their love. And they, and that we, people really feel like they're a part of the show and that's my main mission. And even when we do the numbers, like you, like the, the numbers that we do in class specifically, it's like, I want them to feel like they are in whatever musical that we're doing. If it's a chorus line, I want, you know, I, I, I want them to feel like they're there on stage doing that. So. Well, I, I, I just think it's so incredible and it just makes so much sense for someone who grew up so passionate about your craft to transition from the stage and as a professional dancer to have something that you're equally passionate about. I think that that's a secret to success is being able to take that mm-hmm. love of whatever it is that you're doing and, and, fo- and, and share it with other people. And what's so amazing is the fact that you have this class that so all of our listeners that are in LA can go, but then if they're not, wherever they are, they can get the DVD or go online and take class from their living mm-hmm. room. The website is 567broadway.fitness to check you out online. Dot, oh, yeah, yep, dot fitness. Yeah, 567broadway.fitness. And so we're available, the workout, the 567 Broadway workout video is available internationally digitally. Excellent. And then also we do have the DVD for the United States on Amazon. And we have a star kit as well, which is a gold top hat, a <laughs> resistance band, and then the yes. DVD. And this, <laughs> The yes. star kids, they love people. And there's something, there's power in the gold top hat. Because uh, we use the gold top hat in the workout. Yeah. And people people's eyes light up when they just see a gold top hat. So that's on Amazon as well. But everything is available at 567 Broadway. Awesome. Fitness. I also love what you're doing on Instagram. And I think that that's such a great way to to connect with all of your fans all over the world. Um, and um, yeah. and just like the, you post such great stuff in your videos and your photos and like the celebrity. It's just excellent. It's great. I'm so happy Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. It's very, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Of course. It, but it's been it's been really great to see the community grow. And social media has been a really great way. And that's what I love is that there's so many ways for people to access information and mm-hmm. really trying to provide that uh, via social media. Keep on shining. Just yeah. Yeah. It's such a yeah, we definitely. <laughs> well, and uh, a friend of the pod, Wendy Rosoff, she's been a guest several times. Oh, I love like Wendy. The three of us have to all come. Like, it'll be so much yes. fun. But yes. Wendy's amazing. Yes. I adore her. Yes, she's the so best. So you three need to grab a gold top hat and then yes. we'll, you'll kind of sweat it out. I want to glitter. I'll come glitter in my top hat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Joseph. Thank you I'll so see much. see you soon. Thank- Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of West of Broadway. That went really fast. It did go by really fast. When we're talking about something we love mm-hmm. and we're going to go dance, we'll share that on social media. You can check in with me. I'm at Lara Scott Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm Will Armstrong PR across all platforms. And if you're looking for us, you can find us just, just west, west of, of Broadway. Broadway. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 